So before we get started with this episode, I wanted to preface it with an introduction. A couple of weeks ago, Ferris and I were talking about how we could move this podcast forward and what would be most useful to you guys, the listener. And we decided to try a structure where every other episode we talk about, have an informal chat about something related to life. Um, It could be about setting goals, it could be about managing change, just something very general. And the reason why is because we wanted to take a little bit more of a holistic approach. Chinese medicine and acupuncture is very important and health and wellness is very important, but it also encompasses all these other things in your life. And Ferris has a lot to say about these things. I've thought about them a lot. And so we hope that our combined thoughts um, give you guys something to chew on. Definitely let us know what you think and whether or not we should keep doing these kinds of things. I had a lot of fun doing this one. I hope you enjoy it as well. Hi there, Ferris here. I'm an acupuncturist in Silver Spring. Um, Welcome to our Our Space Acupuncture podcast, where we talk about acupuncture, we talk about wellness, we talk about anything really related to health. Uh, If you enjoy what we're talking about, please subscribe to us on iTunes and enjoy the show. You know, there are certain types of people who believe in walking the path that's already been set out, Mm -hmm. like on this mountain or whatever, because someone else has already created this trail. Why reinvent the wheel if you don't need to? Mm -hmm. And then some people believe in walking off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. And what if you walk off the beaten path and you get lost and you have no idea where you're going and you just go around in circles and you get, (laughs) you get really, I guess, lost and dejected <laughs> is that what you is that what you feel like with this this book thing that you might that it's a off the beaten path thing and then you don't know where it's going to lead so you might end up in the middle of the wilderness and not able to get back i don't know if i feel that specifically about this project but about life. my life in general <laughs> yeah i feel like i often have this idea of what i want to do and then i kind of um get lost somewhere and go around in circles and I f- and it's because I don't want to walk the path that everyone else is walking. Yeah, I th- I know for myself that I for a while purposely didn't do what I was quote unquote supposed to do. <laughs> rebellious. Yeah, it's just the rebellious nature of me being twenty whatever and seeing how the world was and say well if that's what the outcome is I don't want that so let me do the exact opposite yeah so I was just rebellious just for the sake of being rebellious and um without I think without a vision of what I wanted for my life I had a I had a clear picture in front of me of what I didn't want so I ran from that hard and fast in the other direction but I didn't have a clear vision of of what I did want you know um, and I think that that's I think that that pathway is different. I think that walk is different. One is one is walking out of um, or running, in my case, out of anger and fear and judgment. And the other is walking towards something because of passion or because of love or because of uh, a compulsion. Like you feel it's your your mission, you know, and um, yeah, they, they feel they feel very different. I. Um, and so when you. Do some like work, walk towards something in that more positive mindset. Are you more? Do you feel like you're more willing to do like 
to not be like so original or whatever that you're willing to do things that work even if they're boring <laughs> totally i mean uh, totally right because because if you're walking towards something that you really want if the path in front of you is something is a path that someone has walked before and it leads to where you want to go why not you know why not walk that path and then when you get to a point when you see that walking the path that's been laid out actually takes you it may get you there but it's very roundabout then maybe that's the time you take to, to do a little trailblazing, you know? Um, I think about myself and this, you know, in the community acupuncture clinic that we started here. The path was laid out. You know, people people that started POCA laid the path out. They said, hey, get four recliners, ask people to give you 15 bucks, and, and treat in that way. And that's a path that you can use to get to the point where you can treat lots of people and have enough money to feed yourself. And rebellious me maybe would be like no i gotta find another way but like why not why not use what the the wisdom that they've accumulated uh and and put it into action in order to get me a step or two closer to my goal and once i learn everything that they've learned then i can innovate mm-hmm. if necessary then i can then i can trailblaze if i need to if i see that my my goal is not it's not uh, exactly what their goal is. And mine, you know, lies a little bit to the West. And, you know, now I've got some tools that I can use to, to trailblaze a little bit. Yeah, it's like what Picasso said. You got to learn the rules before you can break them. Oh, oh my goodness, I can't believe you said that. Um, <laughs> somebody was just telling me about Picasso because I had, uh, I was treating this one person and they they said that I was a magician. They're like, you're a magician. I've been to however many acupuncturists and I just don't leave feeling as calm and centered as I do with you. What are you doing? And the honest answer is, I've had to tell them, it's like, I don't know. I can't imagine that I'm doing anything that's all that special, um, all that different from what somebody else is doing. And, you know, I thought about it a little bit, and I looked at the points I did, and I said, okay, these eight points make a lot of sense just based on the information you told me. I just really added one or two points to that 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 kind of came to me for whatever reason, they fit in line with the other points that I chose. But they're not, you know, they're not secret points or anything like that. They just, they may not be what the next person would choose. And she brought up Picasso and she said that people don't know this about Picasso, but, you know, he did a lot of crazy stuff later in his career and did all these, you know, broke all these rules of art. But he was actually a very good technical artist. Like he was very well trained and very disciplined and knew the basics very, very well. Yeah. And maybe what's happening with me right now is that I've been doing this long enough to where I have the basics down and that that now I can do these little innovations that take a treatment from being a good treatment, like a good solid treatment to something that is kind of like a work of art. So so in the beginning, did you like feel, ever feel bored and want to break out of that prescribed oh, thing of our yeah. polka <laughs> tell me how you got through that because oh, yeah. well, i want to be able to get through that well so th- this might not answer your question so bring me back if it doesn't but what i thought about was when you said that was me in school so we did we had two years or so of didactic stuff before we could get into the clinic and actually start working with clients and so that's two years for, for people to sit around and dream of putting points in people and learn about all these great points. And, um, 
and think about what they would do. If, like, what if somebody gave me a needle and put it in my hand right now and said I could stick it anywhere? Where would I put it, you know, on a person? Like, that's the kind of stuff we get jazzed up about. And so, um, and so we get to the clinic and it's like, oh, okay, now I can, you know, now I can needle this point that I fell in love with when we learned about it in class. And now I can do this amazing treatment. And I'm so excited about acupuncture. I went home and read all this stuff and I learned about this ancient, you know, whatever, this super trick from this other acupuncturist, like all this stuff. So you got all this stuff you want to do. And we got in a clinic and we had to do like this step one, step two, step three thing. And I... I was just so, I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean I have to do this treatment before this treatment before this treatment? I have to do AE and then IDs and then EDs and then I have to do source points. And then I had like all these things I had to do, which is like seven or eight treatments before I could even begin to kind of innovate and bring my own quote unquote style to it. I hated it. I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) On top of the fact that I had to wear my white lab coat and I had to chart in a certain way and all these all these things. And we had to get our treatment supervised or approved by our supervisor. Um, The one thing that that did for me was it it gave me a base. It gave me something to work from Um, so that when I got out of school and I didn't know what to do. just had no idea. It's like, oh, well, at least I can do that thing that they taught me. As much as I hated it, as much as I hated being kind of boxed in, that's how it felt. At least I have a box to stand on now. I have a box that I can open and, you know, use the tools out of it. And um, and it is, for me, it was by practicing, first practicing that, that I learned in school. And then with adopting the POCA model, you know, they have these set of points that we kind of think about as chicken noodle soup. And that the idea is that noodles or noodle soup is good for just about everybody. So just do these points on everybody, and 80% of the time you're going to be able to help them out. So in the beginning, I just I just did it. You know, I just did what they said to do. I did liver three, spleen six, stomach 36, large intestine 11 and four, and lung seven. I did a lot of that. <laughs> I got really good at those points. I can find those points in my sleep now. And and now that I that I have that, it's it's like it's just automatic. It's automatic. And so when I go to when I go to sit with a client, I'm not thinking about okay, which points I'm gonna do. It's like I already know that. And then if this other point just kind of comes in while I'm feeling their pulse, while I'm talking to them, it's just it's just a cherry on top. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take me away from being present to them and what they have going on and missing missing information from them or missing signals or energetic information from them. I think it's all there. Yeah. 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 I think um, I think that's such a good point. I think it's all about because, you know, we talked last time, even off tape, though, about how similar our personalities were starting out because you're an INFP and I'm an ENFP, according to Myers-Briggs. Um, and so it's really interesting to hear how you've dealt with like similar issues. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I think that makes a lot of sense because like, I think when we were talking a little bit earlier about how I, uh, felt really anxious about pivoting, it's because I, all my life, I always think about things as you have to reinvent the wheel completely again and again and again. What's that? What's that saying? There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Like there really isn't. We don't really have to reinvent the wheel. We just have to put a new spin on it, you know? So, like, learn the wheel and, like, learn what it does. And then once you really learn that, 
just like you know put a little spin on it yeah and that's your flavor you know it's really interesting how um how everything's kind of coming together in some way so this morning i read this really good blog post by this guy named james clear Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) and he uh he talked about the helsinki bus stop in helsinki in helsinki finland and this guy had talked about how like life is like you're riding buses and so like say you decide that you want to be an artist or something like that and you decide to take like the 27 or something and like each bus goes a different place i guess but like while you're on this bus you're doing something like um doing black and whites of like whatever whatever but then while you're on this bus you learn that like there's this other bus that's kind of going the same route and there's this other bus that's going kind of the same route and all these people are doing similar things and you're like crap like i'm not doing anything new better jump off this bus and like take the cab to the next platform and take a different bus but when you're on that bus you realize that like all these other buses are also going in the same direction Mm -hmm. you jump off and you take the cab to the next platform and so like you're always wanting to be different and like make this huge impact or whatever but you keep just hopping from place to place and you never really get anywhere and that really resonated with me in some ways but he was like, if you look at the buses at the end, though, they start off going the same route, but they always end up somewhere different because no two buses are going to go to the same place, obviously, yeah. the same bus route. And so he was like, if you take the bus long enough, you're going to go your own way. And and you just ride it until the very end, and you're going to find yourself somewhere different. And it's all about consistency. It's all about sticking with the same path instead of, like just jumping ship in some ways, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. It's it's a lot about momentum, you know. Yeah. And you're going somewhere and it's okay if it's the same direction as everybody else. But what I've done a lot of my life is I just kill my own momentum, you know, yeah. for 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 the sake of oh, well, this isn't actually as unique and creative as I thought, you know. I wanted to start a jazz tea and poetry lounge. Oh, you mean there's people already doing that? Well, let me scrap this. I already got my business plan. I already, this is true. I got my business plan. Um, you know, we, I did this with a friend and we got um, our license and all this stuff. And then decided, oh, well, no, should go to acupuncture school instead because that's, you know, that's way more unique and that's way more impactful. And just lost all that momentum. Like everything we put into that is just, now I, you know, I'm not. Now I won't say it's not of use, because um, you can use everything, but it's it's difficult. You diffi- take it as far. Yeah, well, it's and it's if you're looking at it from like a, a traditional Chinese five element model, like you have to go all the way around the circle of elements, all the way around the seasons before the thing that you started in the winter and springtime bears fruit. And it's that fruit that fuels you through the next cycle. And so if you if you plant a bunch of seeds and then you start to water them and then they sprout and then you decide, oh, never mind, I don't even want tomatoes anymore. I want to grow, I want to grow spinach. And you just just walk away from the tomato plants that you did and go over here and start spinach. You don't actually get to eat the tomatoes to give you enough energy to go back next year and plant spinach. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's what I see about it. and it's it's really um, poignant in the bus example because you're literally going somewhere, yeah. 
And if you just get off the bus, then who knows where the next bus stop is? You might have to walk. You might have to backtrack. Um, yeah. You never get as far. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this thing. I'm really starting to wonder about this uniqueness thing um, and, like, where it comes from. Because I did so many things to try to be unique from from my hair to what I was studying or talking about, music, like all these things. And I don't know. I don't want to say it's not important, but for me personally, I felt like it's because I was looking for something in the outside world that I could only find by looking by looking inside. And another level to that is even looking inside myself and also looking back, you know, in history and in time at, you know, my, my family and my heritage and people that, that came before me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with finding something in your past that you resonate with and picking up the torch and carrying on because then it kind of is unique because the people that came before you, they're not doing it anymore or, you know, they're, or they're not living anymore. So why not pick up their torch, take their momentum, put your spin on it and then keep it moving forward. That way you still have the momentum and, um, and you're still making progress. And also think about it like cooking too. It's like everybody, you know, not everybody can cook. A lot of people just can't cook anymore. But um, when people are are cooking, like sometimes we're trying to make this crazy, you know, extravagant dish with all these, all whatever's new, like putting kale in it because kale's the thing right now or, or whatnot. My grandmother made spaghetti and meat sauce. And it was literally just spaghetti, meat, and tomato sauce. Like there was nothing fancy about it on the surface. It was so good though. It was so good and it was so filling and it was exactly it was exactly what I wanted every time she made it. And after she passed away, we tried to replicate it and couldn't. You take the you take the ingredients, you try to make it and it just doesn't come out the same. And that's the that's the that's the personal spin. That's the flair and that's the uniqueness. It's not this grandiose thing that you can parade in front of people and say like, "Hey, look what I did." It's like drastically different than everybody else. It's like, hey, try this. Isn't this, you know, isn't this, yeah. you know, isn't this uniqueness on a subtle level something that is really valuable or something that we can enjoy and relish in and cherish? Uh, and it's, you know, everybody that makes spaghetti is gonna make it completely different. Mm. And and I think that's great. And um, and I'm, you know, for myself, I'm focusing on creating my uniqueness on that small level. And then if that blossoms into something that's big and that is something super radical, great, you know? And if it doesn't, well, at least I didn't get off the bus, you know, that was going in the right direction and, you know, spend a year or two flying around and then figure out, actually, I should have just stayed on that same bus. I guess the anxiety that a lot of people have, though, is like, am I on the right bus, you know? And... How does anyone actually ever know? Or how do you now decide whether or not to stay on this bus or whether... Because sometimes we can be completely wrong, right? Oh, definitely. You know, you can definitely go off in the wrong direction. Um, I think having... I think it's important to have a compass. Not a... um, not like a predetermined destination, so to speak, but a clearly defined direction. 
that you want to go. And so if you have that, if you have the direction you want to go, um, and you have a compass to guide you, then you can be on a bus, and let's say my direction in life is northeast, like that's where I need to go. As long as I get on a bus that's going pretty much north or pretty much east, I can ride it for a while. But as soon as I get on a bus that's going south, I have to scratch my head and be like, okay, this is actually going in a, in a pretty opposite direction than what I've decided I want to go. I should probably consider getting off this bus. And if it goes south too long, I should get off. You know, I'm going to get off. and I'm going to get on a bus that's going more north or more east. Let's get on that bus and see where it goes. And so it's a perspective thing. It's not, it's not looking at each day as, oh, today was a great day. You know, I'm going to achieve my goal. Or today was an awful day. You know, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> you know, I've completely fallen off the wagon. And now my life is going to be trash. It's like, like what's, the, what's the broad view? Are we still overall? Are we moving in the right direction? Um, and that's been, that's been really valuable for me, uh, especially in the past five years with, with building the clinic. Because, you know, some days, you know, there's going to be three people that show up. And if I let that affect me too much, if I'm like, oh, well, this obviously is confirmation that I'm going in the wrong direction. I should not be doing community acupuncture if only three people want to come see me. Um, and if I just quit on it and give up and just completely retool, then I'm, I'm preventing myself from having that day two weeks later when there's 15 people that want to see me or 20 people. Or like this Saturday, there was 20-something people on the schedule. And that was after the previous Saturday. It was like 10. So... I think the the overall like the overall broad view and the compass and making sure that you have a vision and you know which direction that vision is going, and as long as things aren't blowing up in your face, like just keep like take a, a few steps down that path and keep walking down that path and, until you get a very visceral, obvious signal that something's wrong. So, what are some questions that you ask yourself to figure out what your vision is? Because I know that before we talked on tape, you asked me what my vision was, mm-hmm. and I said something about how, like, I wanted to use art to help people see, to feel connected in the world, to feel connected to each other and the the place and the environment and the world, and also um, to kind of see the beauty in it all, to kind of give them a reason to live. Um, But at the same time, like, there's other things that are really, really important to me, too. Like, health. I believe that health is one of the most important things that you can give people. Because I think bad health is probably the source of a lot of our problems. When people are unhealthy mentally and physically, they do all sorts of crappy things. We do. do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm really passionate about that, too. But so, like, what kinds of questions did you ask do you, do you ask yourself to focus that vision or to develop that vision? Or for people who maybe haven't even thought of as much as maybe I have, maybe who are even, you know, still still thinking, still beginning to think. What they want to do, yeah. So, um, and there was a kind of a, a sub-question in there maybe, like what if you have multiple things that you love? Like how do you, how do you pick one or like, or how do you not get, off track and distracted right maybe yeah 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 yeah. um gosh that is a really good question I know for myself that one thing that was really valuable is I is I listened to what other people 
um, how other people saw me. And if I got a lot of people saying the same thing, I had to stop and examine that, you know. Um, so I had I've had people since I was a kid telling me, you know, how smart I am. I'm just really smart. I didn't really feel all that smart necessarily, but that's what people tell me. So, okay, that's a data point. Um, I also had a lot of people tell me that, um, that I'm really funny or that people like, people like to hang around me. Now that is something I just didn't resonate with for a long time. Um, because I, the I and the, and the Myers-Briggs thing, the introverted. So like, I really, I really know that for myself, I need a lot of time you know, at home when it's quiet to myself to kind of recharge the batteries. So it didn't it didn't compute that I would be extroverted and that people would want to hang out with me and have fun and, and be affable, that kind of thing. Um, and so for a while, I just dismissed it. But it's just this recurrent pattern that keeps coming up. So that's that's another another data point. Um, and then like noticing when noticing when I came alive and sometimes I didn't know when I was coming alive, like other people had to tell me, um, when I'm, when I'm cleaning and clearing space and organizing things, I can just go into the zone and I'll just do it like nonstop. And like, you would have to make me go to bed. And I'm one of these type of people that will fall asleep watching a TV show at, at nine or 10 o'clock because that's just what my cycle is. I go to sleep early and I wake up early, but if you put me on a project where I'm organizing things, um, or I'm, or I'm kind of decluttering stuff. Oh, I'm just, I'm insane. I'll stay up to two o'clock in the morning doing it because it just grabs me. There's something about it that just, that's just in my blood. It's just, it just completely resonate with it. So what I've, what I've done is I've done my best to match whatever direction I'm going with these things that, that either I've observed or that people observe about me and try to bring as many of these things into the mix so I can cultivate them and I can really find out well, what's at the, you know, what's at the bottom of this, you know, like what's this thing all about? Uh, and as many of those things as I can combine, like the better, because then it's really, it's just an opportunity for me to experiment on myself and to see, to put myself in as many situations that kind of have this constellation of things to just see how I respond. And then I observe that and it's like, okay, given all this new information that I know about myself, this next thing seems like a, a logical step. Seems like somewhere where I could, where I could be in an environment where work is play and playing is work, and um, and continue to grow and develop my skills. So um, that has been that's been really valuable for me, and there was a second part of your question. What was the other part of your question? I guess like, how do you not get distracted from with like multiple interests. Oh gosh. Um, I think it's, I think it's about, I think it's engaging in those multiple interests in a, in a balanced way. So one thing I did when I was in acupuncture school actually, is I had, I started having all these things that I wanted to do. Like I want to be, <laughs> some of these are going to sound really silly. Um, I wanted to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. I feel like an archer, like really good at it, you know. Um, I want, I wanted to be, <clears throat> I wanted to be a carpenter. Um, I wanted to be a farmer. I wanted to, what else? 
I wanted to obviously do the acupuncture because I already started with that. Uh, I wanted to learn how to salsa dance. I want to learn how to play the drums. And I think there was one or two other things. So I had, there was a list of 10, so I'm leaving some out. But there was a list of 10 things that I wanted to do. And I learned in school that I can't, if I try to do them all, I'm just going to fizzle out. So what I did is I wrote them down on a sheet of paper. I cut them off. And then I put them in this brown paper bag. Put them in, rolled the top down, and stapled it. And I put a note on it, and I said, do not open until sometime in the future. I think it was a year. I said, do not open until a year. And so I made a decision that I wasn't going to put any energy toward those things for a year. Not that I couldn't come back and reevaluate and decide I did want to. But for me, it was very, it was very useful to not have them in my face or bouncing around in my head. Like I made this decision and commitment to myself that I wasn't going to devote any energy into those things. And I was just going to do the acupuncture for this period of time. And then later on, I could come back and open it up and, and look at them again. And what's happened, and I've done this, I didn't do it physically since then, but I've done this in other ways since then. And what I realized is that some of those things, some of those things fade. The, my desire to be a carpenter, that's kind of faded. Um, my desire to shoot a bow and arrow is fading a little bit. I could still maybe, still maybe come back and be an archer, but for at least for now that the interest in that has waned. Um, my desire to play the drums actually increased. Me too. I really want to learn how to play the drums. Do you? There's a drum circle in, um, DC on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been. I, think I've, to... I haven't been. I think I've heard of it though. Yeah. And I went once with a friend and I had this guy teach me how to play and it was just so amazing like I wanted to go buy a bongo drum. just like one of those drums that you can play yeah, anywhere sure. right like a portable drum yeah. oh my gosh we should learn how to do it together yeah, yeah definitely it'd be a lot of fun um I went to a an African uh, uh African show African dance and drumming show with Ita on the uh, last day of February that was awesome it was in Mount Rainier um Soul in Motion I think is the name of the group mm -hmm. and that that kind of took it to another level I was like oh man this is awesome yeah um and and so that's so that's increased, uh, and so that might be the next thing that I pick up. Um, what was else, what else in there? The farming has gone back and forth to the point where I decided that I really, really, really like the idea of farming. I don't know if I'm to be a farmer. So, and I think that's an important distinction to make. There's some of these things that that a person can really like the idea of. That doesn't mean you have to be the one to do it, though. Right. You can be a patron of that, or you can support someone else in doing that, or you can volunteer and do that one hour a week just so you can get that and scratch that itch. But not, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that I didn't decide to pick up and move to rural Virginia and start a farm. Because who knows if I would actually been happy doing that day in, day out. There's a friend of mine who I was talking to last week who said that um, you had to decide what like there's a distinction between deciding what you want to be versus what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of people have all these ideas of what they want to be, like a famous writer, a famous whatever, or like, you know, all these things, a farmer. But what do you actually want to do? You know, do you want to be digging in the dirt every day, like from sunup to sundown? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be doing, you know? Yeah, and the answer, I haven't conclusively answered that for myself. Maybe I do want to be digging in the dirt all day. Um, right now, it doesn't necessarily fit, but... I like that distinction between what do you want to be and what do you and what do you want to do, and and that's that's the experimentation. That's you know that's watching yourself in action. 
because until until you watch yourself in action and what you're doing you don't know there's no way to know so so play with it long enough to know that if it's something you want to some idea that you have or something you actually can feel viscerally when i'm doing this i feel more alive um and i just i feel better overall Mm -hmm. i think that's a i think that's a good clue for sure um but I interviewed this guy named John Maida, and he's, like, a former RISD president. Rhode Island School of Design. Design, yeah. yeah. Art, yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, this really influential designer and everything. And he said something about how, like, the Japanese, um, when they draw mountains, they draw mountains, or their mountains are, like, huge at the base mm-hmm. and, like, really short kind of compared to mountains in the west which are like skinny and tall and everything and he was like he was talking to a japanese person and he was like you guys have it the wrong way like you know all the experiences that you have make up a base and it's a strong base and the mountain won't get knocked over it's not very tall but it won't get knocked over whereas if you have this tall skinny mountain or the skyscraper or something like that like one gust of wind and it's gonna go down. Yeah. I like that. It makes a lot. It makes a lot of sense to me. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate and subscribe on iTunes and visit our blog at ourspaceacupuncture.org. Until next time, be well. Mm-hmm.